0: Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. From the first verse of today's psalm, I will exalt you, O Lord, because you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies triumph over me. If the chapel had one of those signs out on 463 with those interchangeable letters that advertise the title of the sermon each week, Do not despair, good taste committee. I'm just saying, if we did, I'm not suggesting we do. But if we did, it would read this week, God's triumph. For in our scripture this morning, we hear and remember stories of God's triumph, and most especially the triumph of God's compassion, a compassion so deep, so powerful, so devoted to God's creation that nothing... Nothing can prevent God's ultimate triumph over anything that stands in God's way. In the Old Testament, the prophet Elijah meets a woman, a widow called by some the widow of Zarephath. According to scholars, widows in ancient Palestine were outcasts, equivalent with lepers and foreigners, and often reduced to homelessness and begging. The book of Lamentations speaks of widows in this way. The widow weeps bitterly in the night. She has no one to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. And on top of all of that fun, this particular widow is caring for an ailing son, as well as enduring a drought that has lasted for several years. And so into this Miserable life comes Elijah, who says in a very few verses before this morning's Old Testament, and this is possibly one of the worst examples of pastoral sensibility in all of the scripture. Elijah says to the widow, bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink and bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. What a jerk. And the widow replies justifiably, and we can imagine her saying this through gritted teeth, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug, and I am gathering a couple of sticks so that my son and I may eat it and die. Don't cross the widow of Zarephath. But then, In the midst of her darkest despair, God's compassion shines like a light in the storm. Elijah says to her, do not be afraid, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And lo and behold, the widow and her son and Elijah ate for many days. And the jar of meal was not empty and the jug of oil was not, did not fail. God was triumphant over exclusion, over drought, over scarcity and want. God is compassionate and God is triumphant. And moreover, if that were not enough in this morning's reading, the widow's son succumbs to his illness and his breath leaves him. And the widow says, what do you have against me, O man of God? You have come to cause the death of my son. But Elijah takes her son and carries him up to an upper room and lays him on the bed and prays over him. And the life of the boy comes into him again. And he brings him downstairs and gives him to his mother and says, see, your son is alive. God is triumphant over sickness, over despair, over death itself. God is compassionate and God is triumphant. And then thirdly in today's gospel, we encounter another widow and another son and another son who has died. And the body of the widow is being carried out of the city to, uh, to the wilderness to be buried. And upon beholding this scene, Jesus has compassion. And this is not any sort of normal everyday compassion. The word in the original Greek is splagnon, which is a fabulous word. And it is translated as compassion, but that's only a sliver of its real meaning, for it actually, oddly enough, means guts, means bowels, the intestines and the liver and things right here in the center of our being. For the Hebrew people believe that this was the center of our most noble affections, of our kindness, of our compassion, of our benevolence. So in other words, when Jesus saw this woman and her son, the very core of him, the very essence of him, the very, his very being, which is love and relationship, was moved and he felt compassion for this woman. And he comes forward and he touches the beer, which is a great crossword puzzle word for stretcher. And he says, young man, I say to you, Rise. And the boy gets up and begins to speak, and Jesus gives him to his mother. God, again, is triumphant over mourning, over sadness, over death itself. God is compassionate, and God is triumphant. Now, 2,000 years later, we as intelligent active 21st century Episcopalians might enjoy and celebrate and find inspiration in these stories. But what does it have to do with us? What does it have to do with Jackson Ivan, who will be baptized in a few moments? We may be tempted to dismiss these as just rosy remembrances of a different time. But I beg to differ. I read a story this week about a Sudanese man named Lopez Lamong. You may not have heard of Lopez Lamong. He went to Northern Arizona University, and there he was the NCAA champion in both the indoor 3,000 meters and the outdoor 1,500 meters. He qualified for the 2008 Olympic team and he carried the American flag in the opening ceremonies. A reporter doing a profile on Lamong said that running next to him was like running next to a race car. But Lamong began running at age 6 and not for fun or for exercise. He began running to avoid being killed by the Jean Jouide, a rebel militia that attacked his village. And this six-year-old boy, just a few months older than my Henry, was taken from his parents by terrorists in the middle of a church service. And after a few weeks in captivity, he and some other boys found a hole in the fence and they ran for three days and three nights straight until they got to the Kenyan border. And there they lived in a camp for several years until he was adopted by a family in the United States. And in 2007, he took the citizenship test. He was quoted as saying, today I am no longer just a lost boy. I am also an American. And in that year when he represented his country in the Olympics, he also went back to his native Sudan, went back to that village where he was kidnapped, and there he founded a new church and a new school. And I have no doubt that while that boy was running, that God was with him that God beheld his beloved child in predicament and was with him and had compassion upon him and was right there alongside that little race car for all of his ordeal. For God is compassionate and God is triumphant. So from our, our Old Testament to today, God continues to shed, to shine his compassion on all of us. And whatever adversity might uh, confront us, whatever adversity we might see in our own lives, whatever adversity Jackson Ivan may have in his new little life, God is with him and God is with us. and God will be compassionate and God will be triumphant. Amen.